0: With Liam and Kevin Hall.
1: The Colts win streak washed up on the banks of the Ohio River. We will discuss the loss to the Bengals, look ahead to the Steelers trip to Indianapolis, and take an all-important look at other games around the league in our unstable pick six. So here we go.
0: Yes, uh, surprise, surprise, turnovers. Miscues, the story of this game. Turnovers yep, yep. were in favor of the Bengals, 2-1. to one. Uh, That's always one of my keys to the game. Yep. Uh, nine penalties for 66 yards at key moments. Yeah, key moments. Like, you know. They really beat us up. Moss scored a touchdown, and then you know what happened? Holding penalty. Yeah. Like, false starts holding, just at, like... It's one thing to have penalties. It's another thing for penalties to really kill drives and prevent scoring opportunities yeah. like they did.
1: And I'm going to say this one, cause I'm a kicker.
0: Yeah. Missed field goal
1: and missed extra point for Matt Gay. You you can't miss an extra point.
0: Yeah. Especially if you're getting paid $33 million. Yeah. Uh, it was not a good day for him. Apparently uh, he's had a few sleepless nights maybe with the new baby and he's just not as focused. I don't know. Hmm. Happens. It yeah, happens. It does. It does. Uh, Only 46 yards rushing against the worst rush defense in the league. Meanwhile, the Bengals had 111 yards rushing. Right. Plus another 126 receiving for the Bengals' two running backs, including Chase Brown's 54-yard rumble to the house to open up the scoring for the Bengals.
1: Yep. Uh, also, Bernard Ryman looked lost against Trey Hendrickson.
0: Yeah, he was kind of all over the place, and a Woozy seemed to be always around the ball. I got a little Woozy of hearing about a Woozy. Mm-hmm. Pitt, although, had his sixth consecutive game of eight
1: or more receptions with eight for 95 yards, so he's still racking up, no matter what.
0: How bad the Colts do, he's still racking up the yards and And catches. I believe that now sets him apart from even Marv as the most consecutive games with eight or more. Yeah, Uh, hold on before before we
1: continue. Yes, continue. Uh, uh, You said something. You said a pretty hot take when we were talking about top five quarterbacks and wide receivers in the league. (laughs) This has to do with
0: Pitt. So who would you say is your number one? You, you asked me the number one receiver, and i I was thinking about it, and I knew because we were, were, you know, we were watching the Dolphins game, and I knew you wanted me to say Tyreek because Tyreek's on your. I wasn't fishing for we Tyreek.
1: I I think it's Tyreek because he's, he's, our
0: fantasy comes down to Waddle or Tyreek, and so you wanted me to say Tyreek, but then. I would say right now, as it is, it could be Pittman. Okay? I'm not saying it is, but it could be. Okay? Okay. The way he's playing, the consistency on his team, uh, considering, again, that he's dealing with a backup quarterback, which you want to dispute that anyway, but Gardner Minshew, I mean, he's a backup quarterback. He is. So, um, considering all that, I would say Pitt's right up there, uh, All that to say. Then Mallory, back to this game, had a breakout game with five catches for 46 yards. Uh, So I heard his name a lot. That's pretty sweet.
1: Ronnie Harrison had a pick six as a converted safety. Yes. uh, That's his second pick of the year.
0: Second pick of the year in three games, and one went uh, to pay dirt. So good for him. You want to take this one? Your stat that you've been tracking. I love it. Zaire,
1: back in form with 14 tackles, including six solo, putting him back in a league lead with 144, 44 is his number, Yeah, kind of coincidence, Uh and 86 solo tackles, that is a pretty
0: good stat if you ask me. Yep, Uh, so considering that the Colts came up and like scored twice within 30 seconds, uh, Kind of toward the end of the half and then continued to get 20-0 to 0 shutout in the second half. How concerned are you with this loss? Um,
1: I'd say I'm concerned, but also not because there were things that has uh, happened with Grove being back. I think we had kind of talked about it where it's like, oh, uh, I don't know if they were just lost with Grove because they know how to do without Grove but mm-hmm. since he's back he's he was kind of lost because they were trying to do without him still because it's hard to work someone back into the yeah defense especially if they're in the line because the line is a lot of close quarters stuff mm-hmm. compared to everything else it's kind of widened out um so it's hard to work someone back in with all the stunts and stuff like that um also like you said the turnovers but we only had two turnovers which isn't it's not bad. Not terrible. No. I mean, in a normal game, that's... I mean, three turnovers is a pretty normal game. Most of the time in this NFL, it's like... In this league, it's uh, higher than that. So... it, But it was definitely concerning that we couldn't have put up any points at all. Which means our offense wasn't even driving inside the 30-yard line. Yeah. We weren't giving Gay a chance to kick. Um, so, it w- it was definitely concerning that our offense couldn't do anything. Um, and... We, we just needed to start the run game because they obviously had a run game and we didn't. I also think we underprepared because
0: we're like, oh, it's Jake Browning. So, yeah. I uh, can't do that though off of the performance he had against Jacksonville. Yep. We knew that. Um, I would say that this brings up something that I have kind of been referencing this whole win streak time is the four wins are not against stellar teams. Mm-hmm. I'm not in no way saying that the (laughs) Bengals are a stellar team, especially without Burrow. But at the same time, Browning Browning went 86% against Jacksonville and he went 75% against the Colts. And so maybe he is Mm -hmm. that good. Um, And so – Get the, this. The four-game win streak was against lesser talent, and so now mm-hmm. as we head into some more produ- prominent mm-hmm. games against higher level, I'm not sure. Th- this game makes me think I'm not sure yeah. exactly how yeah. that's going to turn out.
1: I get this real, real quick side about Browning. Yeah.
0: Pretty sure it's about Browning.
1: I saw it about him because of the huge game he had in Jacksonville. Yep. Um, it kind of like popped up on my Instagram or whatever, and uh, he... He had a single season record for his high school. I think it might have been the state that he was in as well. Okay. He threw for 96 touchdowns in one
0: season. Yep. Yep. So Uh, he is good. And he played for a rival high school of uh, Shane Steikens, not Mm. at the same time. But uh, so Shane, was pretty familiar with him uh, even since high school. Yeah. All right. So. What was your Mayflower move of the game then? Ooh. See, we were talking about this. You hate giving it to
1: penalties, but <laughs> I honestly have to give it to the leverage call. Okay. That was called on 96. I don't know his name, but... Uh, Is that Taven Bryan? It May, might I, be. I, I don't, can't remember. Uh, D-lineman, D though. Yep. Uh, not Doesn't start. Right, special, teams. special teamer. Special um, teamer. He used his hand on the back of the guy to kind of push himself forward even though it didn't look that much i mean it looked a little ticky tacky but i think it was a good call on the refs um but that gave them the first down gave them an opportunity to score a touchdown whenever we were already down um whenever we were already down Uh, by seven and they have the ball inside the red zone it's kind of tough to get that flag and then give them a chance uh down inside the five first and goal it's it's definitely hard on your mentality especially after you stop them three times they go for it on fourth and goal and then joe mixon's able to run it in because you were expecting something else yeah um so i i definitely do believe there could have been other calls that are the Mayflower move like that first touchdown after that i'm like okay it's gonna be this type of game yeah yeah and like even though leverage calls something so little but i think it just kind of showed that penalties were
0: gonna matter this game and it it definitely did matter so you're you're not disputing the call you're just saying that the that call that he shouldn't he he shouldn't it it was a shift in the game yeah all right um cuz that's what the Mayfell, it's, what is the the yeah. play that kind of uh, changed the trajectory of the Changes game to the me. mentality uh, mm-hmm. it was the muffed punt okay uh, i think you know even though we were down even though the Colts are down already like i think that um there's still opportunity and we're about the Colts are about to get a punt and get possession back and then all of a sudden that punt uh you know uh whatever wasn't communicated about get out of the way appropriately um didn't happen hit speed and uh a mere speed uh, and uh it it ended them landed them right inside the red zone mm-hmm. so uh, to me that was the big shift in the Mayflower move. Who
1: was your star of the game then? Uh, I'm going to go with some someone pretty typical for this spot. I'm going to just go pit. Another game with eight catches. 95 yards solid game. Working the
0: offense even though no one else is. Yep. Uh, I am going to give this to Ronnie Harrison. Okay. Uh, two picks, three games, and this one went for a pick six. If uh, if the Colts had ended up winning the game. I believe this would have been the Mayflower move. So instead, I'm going to give him the star of the game for that one. Yeah, that's good. Even though the Colts lost, the rest of the games around the league kept them in the playoff race. So, what do they have to do to bounce back against the Steelers this week? We will tell you after this.
1: We still don't have any sponsors, but if you'd like to sponsor a little podcast, email blues at gmail.com. Until then, we'll keep telling you about what we do. Looking for the perfect gift for yourself? Treat yourself to one of our Unstable Blue hats with our custom horse U design. It's a great way to keep it unstable this holiday season and during the playoff push. Reach out to us on X and
0: Instagram to order yours today. Time for some halftime adjustments. The Colts are sporting the 1956 throwbacks that they also wore during the championship year. Uh, The greatest game ever played against the New York Giants at Yankee Stadium. Uh, With the horseshoe, double horseshoes on the back of the helmet, three stripes on the side of the shoulders, and the stripes on the socks, much like a uh, European football kind of look. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, this is second week in a row against the AFC North, and the Steelers are coming
0: off a mini-bye after the Thursday loss to the Patriots. Both coming off as loss. Yep. Uh, on the one hand, the Steelers' loss helps the Colts in the playoff race, but the Steelers are 10-2 coming off a loss under Mike Tomlin. Which is con- kind of concerning. Yep. TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith are in the concussion protocol, but... We will anticipate them playing. Yes, uh, because not only did they play on Thursday, but, uh, I mean, they're two big stars. Of course, the league is going to want to keep them in the game for ratings Mm -hmm. and such. Hopefully, we don't end up with another Tua incident. Yes. Uh, The Colts have not won against the Steelers since 2008. No, I'm sorry. They haven't won against this. They, they've lost since 2008. They have not won against the Steelers since 2005 before they ever won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning was still the quarterback. That's how long it's been since the Colts have beaten the Steelers. That is why they're on a short list of mine uh, for the disliked teams. It goes in this order. Are you ready? Yeah. Most disliked teams this this is the opinion of one Kevin Hall and does not represent the entirety of the, the Unstable Blues unless I convince Liam right now. Here we go. Number one. The Patriots. I no team that. can be as hated, at least at this juncture of time, than the Patriots. This I might agree. change given the rise of some other teams up around the league. Yes. Uh, number two. Is the Steelers. Okay. Because personally, I remember not only uh, the Jerome Bettis fumble in the playoffs on the one yard line that Nick Harper picked up and was running back for a game ceiling touchdown. The day after his girlfriend stabbed him in the knee. But... Then Ben Roethlisberger catches up to our cornerback and tackles him directly in the same knee and saves the game. But I also remember the 1994 Hail Mary from, it was it 94, 95, from Jim Harbaugh to the corner of the end zone in the old Three Rivers Stadium in uh, Pittsburgh that I still to this day believe if you are working with today's rules it was caught and the ground did not help him make the catch and i believe that was a caught and the colts go to the super bowl to the championship okay so that's number two, the team we're playing this week, and number three is the Chiefs. Uh, there have been so many matchups over the years with the Chiefs. Um, the only reason they're not higher on the list is because most of the time the Colts have won those uh, heated matchups, yep. and so uh, you can't be as hated if. Uh, also, another if you don't thing about lose. the Chiefs is uh, the refs support them a lot. <laughs> There, there is that whole thing this week, isn't there? Yeah. Um, that suddenly uh, the call goes against the Chiefs, and oh, everybody's up in arms in Chiefs Kingdom. Yeah. And I, I was can't, watching a ton of things, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that that's the right call to make." It's like <laughs> it's like the uh, it's like the kid in school that like uh, picks on people and and makes fun of them and stuff like that, and then like he can't take it. You know, you can't mm. you can't dish it out if you can't take it. All, All right. Uh, So, this game against the Steelers, what are your keys to the game here?
1: Uh, I feel like it's going to be a hard-fought battle. They don't have the greatest offense, which is, I mean, our defense has looked really good at times and sometimes not. that Great. Um, So, I hope we get the good defense this week. Um, So, I think it's going to be basically if our offense can get the ball moving. uh, So, I think it's like always. I'm going to say it every single week. You say it. I'm going to say my thing. <laughs> run the ball and keep running the ball. You run the ball, it opens so much other stuff up. Get clean blocks off, no holding, so that if something breaks free, it's clean and you know it's clean. Um, let Just keep feeding Zach Moss the ball. We know what he can do. He might just need more carries to get that done. If he doesn't get it started in a little bit, keep going at it. Because they're going to be like, oh, you're just going to run the ball. And then you take a shot to Pierce. You take a shot to Downs on the seam. You hit Overtree on like a down and in. Something like that just to open up the playbook a little bit more. I even love maybe running the ball. And then like someone else comes in reverse, pitches it back to Minshew. Minshew tosses it way deep to Pierce or Pittman or someone. All right, Tricky plays. It works. We put Zaire in this
0: and we scored a touchdown because of it. Yep. Put yep. Zaire in more. Why not? I mean, the two plays that Zaire ha- has played on, uh, one was Both a uh, one was a touchdown, and uh, one was uh, a huge... could have been a, ch- a touchdown, and was a huge first down. Mm-hmm. Um, what about uh, a little creativity with you know uh, maybe Isaiah McKenzie on an end around in the run game.
1: yeah yeah. just anything to twist it because i feel like shane has done a great job of twisting stuff up i feel like we need to do a little bit more of that because i feel like we're still predictable on offense but if predictable if you can make predictable work then make it work but you have to make it work really well um but every like this is a league of passing this is a league of uh Creativity. There's so much stuff going on, like even like teams that you wouldn't think do it. Do it. There's been so much creativity in the past just couple of years. Yep. it's such a new league, and you have to adjust to that. I don't think the Colts have just yet. All right. Uh, anything else? Keys to the game? Uh, just make sure you lock up on defense because their running backs aren't bad, like yeah. at all. Right.
0: Um. Protect the ball. Take the ball every time. Protect the ball. Take the ball. Um, And then there has to be like a pressure contain on Trubisky. Trubisky is going to be in there. Uh, I believe if 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 we have the same coverage that we've had like on the outsides the past few games before the Bengals, and then uh, get our pass rush the way it was specifically against uh, the game we were at in Houston against Shroud, I think that's the key. Lots of pressure in the face of Trubisky. Make him uncomfortable, but at the same time, if you're going to do that, you got to lock some guys down on the backside so you don't get beat. Um, uh, Stop Najee Harris, uh, and you can't let Pickens get going and beat you over the top. Uh, that agreed. is really, really, really dangerous, and then you have to watch Fryermuth in the seams and the gaps. He's going to find the way to get there. Plus, you got to have your TJ A, a Watt awareness. You yeah. got to, right? Yes. Um, and then you got to scheme up some route combos in the se- against the secondary of Patrick Peterson, make it Fitzpatrick F- and uh, the rookie Joey Porter. Yeah, agreed. Um, what are your matchups to watch?
1: Um, like you were talking about, um, against Pickens, I'm going to go Jalen Jones versus Pickens. Cause I'd, I'd imagine that's who we have on him. Okay. Um, I feel like he's pretty good at covering the deep if he knows it's going deep. Um, and then obviously Zaire against Najee and Warren. Uh, I feel like he's going to have a really, really good, good game. Um, and then on. On the offensive side of the ball, uh, Minshew's eyes against Fink Fitzpatrick uh, because I feel like Fitzpatrick, a really good corner, yeah. uh, not corner, safety. safety. Yep, and uh, also um, what's his name, uh, Patrick Peterson versus um, Pittman because we know Peterson's like getting on the older side, but he's like him and the Honey Badger still mm. do what they did in Arizona. They're still there. Yeah, it's just a matter of if you can work them enough to
0: wear them out. Yeah, well, we saw Patrick Peterson against Pitt last year because Patrick Peterson was at the Vikings and had the great comeback against Colts. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say Daryl Baker Jr. against Deontay Johnson. Okay, so I know Pickens is on the one side. I'm a little bit more concerned about uh, Daryl Baker Jr. and so I want to see how. And Deontay Johnson is is no slouch. And yes. so I want to see how that works. I'm curious to see who they have matched up against Friar Muth. Um, that might come into my player to track here in a second. Uh, the Colts O-line versus the Steelers D-line, because that's Watt, Cam Hayward, uh, Montre... Am I saying that right? Montrevious, Montrevious Adams yeah. and Alex Highsmith. So Really good line. That's a really good D-line. And so... Um, They couldn't handle Hendrickson this week. Uh, Let's crack down and cover all those guys and get good protection uh, on there. And then I'm big into coaching. So I want to see how Shane Steichen does against Mike Tomlin. You think about the uh, different... breadth of coaching that Shane Steichen has been up against this season already, from uh, rookies like D'Amico to uh, Doug Peterson on the offensive side to John Harbaugh on the defensive side. Let's see how he does against Mike Tomlin, one of the longest tenured coaches. Uh, I mean, he's played against Bill Belichick and Mike like. It's crazy the amount of coaches that Shane Seiken has been up against in his first year. Let's see how he does against Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Who's your player to track then?
1: Uh, I said Zaire's going to have a good game against
0: Harris and Warren. So I'm going to go on the defensive side here, say Zaire. All right. I'm also going to say defensive side. I'm going to say Julian Blackman. Okay. In order for this to be a successful game, I think he has to step up. Uh, from that strong safety and be able to play the multiple different roles between Fryermuth, uh between double, you know, choosing where the double coverage is, uh, being down in the box to stop Najee. And so, in order for us to have the Colts to have a good game, I think it runs through Julian Blackman on defense. Okay. Uh, what's your prediction then? Um, I'm going to say
1: 14
0: to. Uh, 13 okay. Colts All right. low scoring game uh, I also have a kind of low scoring game and equally as close I've got Steelers 21-19 in this okay. one okay. well that's what the Colts have to do to get it done but how are we doing
1: in our and stable pick 6 find out after this
0: you want a gift that keeps on giving the whole year it ain't the Jelly of the Month Club. It's the companionship of man's best friend. Check out our next Christmas... Check out your next Christmas gift at Country Mountain Dogs on Facebook and Instagram. Yorkies, Golden Doodles, and Bernadoodles are all waiting for you. Third and short, welcome back
1: to the Unstable Pick 6. Before we make our picks this week,
0: as always, we need to take a look at last week's. Yes, we uh, both had the Ravens over the Rams and that happened surprisingly on in overtime. A punt return for a touchdown in overtime. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, and then I had the Bucks. And I had the Falcons. And I got it done. Let's go, Bucks. Gained a game there. We both had the Browns over the Jaguars and got that one. And we both have the Niners over the Seahawks.
1: And, of course, the Niners came out on top. Yes,
0: they did. We both had the Chiefs over the Bills, but the Bills got the revenge in that one and I was Arrowhead. close to
1: choosing the Bills.
0: And uh, shout out to friend of the program, Isaiah, was at the yeah. game and got to see all that go down. <laughs> yeah. He, he was a little frustrated. I'm sure he was.
1: Uh, and then we both had the Cowboys and both got that in, like, pretty good fashion. They yep. came out and... Did what the Cowboys do. Yep.
0: That puts me at 52 and 32. And that puts me at 50 and 34. I caught up a game near you. You got a game. So let's see what this week entails. Uh, first up, we got Broncos at Lions. Lions have not been looking that good. And the
1: Broncos have. Uh, Broncos kind of need this win. I think the Lions kind of need it as well, though. Yep. I'm saying Lions, I'm going to say they're. it's not going to be a pretty game, but they're going to find out some way how to get it done in Detroit, get another win for them.
0: Yeah. Um, we have many games in here that uh, directly impact the Colts' chances. And so my tendency is to root for the Colts always, even so if rooting it's Lions, rooting, rooting for the other team. And, but – I think that the Lions are going to regain a little bit of something here. They're playing at home, so I'm going to go Lions. Okay, next game. Vikings playing in Cincinnati. Uh, The Vikings uh, won the least exciting scoring game this week. Three to nothing. Yes. And so uh, I doubt that they're going to be able to keep up with Jake Browning, and so I've got the Bengals in this one, even though, once again, I wish – I would say Vikings all the way because that benefits the Colts.
1: Uh, I'd have to agree with you. I think the Bengals are going to get it done. JJ was in and then out this week, so I think they kind of prepared
0: for him. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. One of my favorites this week, it's Houston at the Oilers. Yeah. I'm not sure how not, that works exactly. Not the Houston but Oilers because the Tennessee that, Oilers. that's what it should be. Mm-hmm. That's what it was in my youth. Um, but the team from Houston is going to be traveling to Tennessee to play, play the Tennessee Titans that are going to be dressed, ironically, sarcastically, uh, in the face, uh, in the Houston Oilers gear. Who you yeah. got uh before i say this can you check see how they're doing against the dolphins <laughs> titan score i almost said oilers score it's 13 13 okay in the fourth
1: uh i'm gonna go titans i don't know if stroud's gonna be back i th- feel like they might rest him a week um so i'm gonna go titans it's also a very gritty battle uh in the AFC South against the
0: Titans in Tennessee. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the Titans are going to harness the power of the Oilers and the combination that the uh, uh, that Stroud was probably going to still be in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say the Oilers slash Titans get this thing done as well. Yes. Next game, Cowboys play the Bills in Buffalo. This is a tough one because... Both of them coming off a pretty big win. Both coming off a win. Cowboys look to be streaking and look to be powerful, but it's in Buffalo in December. Mm -hmm. And Buffalo in December is cold and snowy and windy and terribly unpredictable. Oh,
1: goodness. Your voice is so...
0: (laughs) It's my... My... my, uh, uh, classic films voice. Yeah. Um, the Buffalo Bills with the lakefront. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go and say the Cowboys still get this thing done. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it's I don't know if there's an actual statistic behind
1: this, but okay. I feel like Dak does better in snow games. Oh. I right. feel like I've seen him play better. Um, I I don't remember, like, there was a game that they had against. Green, was, Green Bay, maybe? Some, mm, some other team up in the I snow. Know. I think it might have been Philadelphia. Okay. I mean, which, I mean, it's Philadelphia and the okay. Cowboys yeah. rivalry. But still, I feel like Dak plays a lot better in the snow. So, I'm going to say Cowboys here. All right. This
0: is my turn to go now. Mm-hmm. Next one, Ravens at the Jaguars in all-teal on Sunday Night Football. This is a big AFC matchup. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm going to root for the Colts here. I'm going to go Ravens winning this one. It's in Jacksonville. We need Jacksonville to lose to help our chances to win the AFC South. Um, I feel like if we win this game, Jacksonville loses. We're a half game back because we... Be, well uh, we're tied t- but they had a the tiebreaker away yeah um which just helps us so much and i think it actually motivates us so much more where we can win out um and i think
0: ravens get it done here cuz they're also i think to be the better team mm-hmm. uh, i think that uh, the jaguars lost to the bengal's in jacksonville and then they lost in cleveland to the browns i don't think that they can win against the Ravens no matter where mm-hmm. it is. And yeah. so uh, the Ravens are too tough, too strong, too streaking right now. And so the uh, Ravens get it done. Yeah.
1: Uh, last game, Philly playing the Seahawks in Seattle. Um,
0: I think that the Seahawks are limping right now and they need this so desperately but they're running up against a team who really needs to prove themselves to be to the best uh, that they think they are. Uh, and so I think the Eagles get it done. Yeah, I, this was like,
1: I, I figured you were going to say Eagles. So I'm like, do I go Seahawks, try and catch up here? Yeah. And I'm like, the Eagles are coming off of two losses. Yep. That hasn't happened that often in the past nope. two seasons. Nope. They need this to prove themselves and also try to get that number one spot back. Although the Niners, I don't think they're losing it. Yep. Um, So I think think the Eagles are going to get it done. All right. Maybe just by a
0: little bit, though. We are all square. There's not going to be nope. any benefits this week. That's it for this week. Next week, we will recap the implications of Saturday afternoon's Steelers matchup. Take a look ahead at the Colts' trip to Atlanta and see how in the world Liam can catch up with me in the Unstable Pick 6. Oh, I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> well, this is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable.